Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into productivity, and we are going to have tips for you to succeed in your business, and they are going to accelerate your productivity. So before we dive into that, I'd like to say hello, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host for today. I'm a small business thought leader, master business coach, and growth strategist, so think marketing, uh, for about 20 years now. And I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is a coaching practice that specializes in guiding small businesses to optimize their business performance and leadership. If you've been around listening to us before, you know I'm all about improving our underserved small business sector. And I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that I founded a number one best-selling book series quite by accident, I must add, (laughs) for small businesses. But don't worry, we'll share more about this in a little bit. Most importantly, I would like for you to know that like all good things that come together, I didn't do it alone. I invited tenured experts to join me in the authoring process. And today we have with us one of our tenured experts and a number one international best-selling business author, Carlton Hoskins. Hello, Maggie. Hi. Whoa, we're going to have some fun today, aren't we? Oh, it's always a pleasure being with you. And it's always fun. (laughs) It is. All right. So listeners, if you haven't picked this up before, in the other five episodes that Carlton interviewed and dropped all of his wisdom bombs with you on in this particular podcast, because what, this is your sixth episode now, Carlton? Yeah, yeah. This is what he does. He says, I teach small business owners a system to identify and smash through growth roadblocks, growth roadblocks. I love that. Smash through growth roadblocks. Every small business owner needs that, no matter how long they've been in business. And he says he does that so you can beat the death rate statistics and achieve more than $250,000 in annual revenue. Thank you. Small business sector needs that. Absolutely. With uh, 86.3% of businesses generating less than that, I figured that was a good place to start. <laughs> I agree. And, and uh, it's noble work. So thank you. So welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your final episode. It's the bonus in your mini series. You've done five and we'll have the episode numbers in the show notes for everybody to check out. So here we are. You, Carlton, wrote a chapter in volume five in our series. And just so everybody knows, our series, every one of the books, all five of them are titled with the same title, which is Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is, this is where it really matters, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Now, the way to distinguish which Uh, volume we're talking about is the color of the covers. Volume five, the final volume, 
is a beautiful, vibrant turquoise color, right? Love that color. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's the book you wrote in. You chapter, you wrote a really great chapter, uh, chapter eight in volume five, and it's titled, You Decide to Fail or Fall. Both are proven processes, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and that's a fact. Both are proven. That is a fact. Yeah. So, you know, first thing is figure out what your intention is, your destination, right? That's right. So, um, in this bonus, <laughs> maybe we should start at the end and then go back. For the, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And then we're going to go through some tips. Okay. Okay. All right. For the business owner who truly um, wants to fall forward and not fail forward, what can they begin doing today? Well, that's a really good question, Maggie. Um, I, I agree with the structure for the show today, but I'm going to ask you to allow us to do some tips. And then at the end of the show, I'll give them something they can actually do today to start changing their business tomorrow. Okay. That, that makes sense because I know what your tips your tips list is, and I know you could go on and on and on, but there's a reason why we have these to go through. So how about we save the, okay, this is what you can do today right now for at the end, and That's we'll right. just move through the tips. And we're going to move That's really quickly perfect. because you have quite a few and our time is so limited. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So if you're driving in the car, you have to catch the replay. If you're sitting at your desk, grab a pen and notepad. Take some notes because we're going to put these in there really quick. Yeah. And, and you can always go back and listen to it another time. All right. So let's start with, um, and these, I'm going to say tip one or your next tip. There's no particular order, so to speak, or, or value significance. They're all high value. Okay. So one of your tips is you must be committed to your purpose and your why. I think that is one of the most important tips uh, for business owners. Uh, many times we choose to build a business and that business isn't wrapped around a purpose. The, the, the only purpose that we have when we build that business is to generate income, replace our job, um, not work for the man, quote unquote. <laughs> um, when you're committed to that purpose and you're why, people can feel that. And it'll lead into some other tips. But if you're committed to that purpose, you don't need an alarm clock to wake you up. Um, you understand that Friday is not the end of your week. Um, it's okay to talk with a client on Sunday. Nor is five o'clock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when everyone's saying after hours, you know, uh, you know, for their five o'clock drink or, you know, happy hour, if you will. Happy hours for entrepreneurs is like one in the morning. You know, oh, and that's well. a cup of coffee uh, <laughs> or, or a cup of tea to help you go to bed so you can wake up at six. So you have to be committed to that purpose because being an entrepreneur is really a mission for people that are insane. Uh, you know, we should all be in Arkham Asylum. And here's why. We live, we leave six-figure or five-figure jobs that are guaranteed, if the job stays there, to pay you week after week or bi-weekly, however you're getting paid for consistent income, as long as you show up and do the job. But when you're an entrepreneur, that doesn't happen. You have to earn that. 
And when I say earn it, it doesn't mean you get to sit at your desk and just do a thing. There's more work to it. You have to do the whole business, which <laughs> means what you may be accustomed to um, in regards to consistency of income now changes. And Maggie, as you know, most people work 40 hours a week. They make more money than most entrepreneurs who work 80 hours a week in their job. Right. Um, and that is because, and it's not consistent that way. Eventually it, it evens out. And then hopefully if your company or business is successful, you get to the seven figures and the eight figures that you wish for, or hope for, and you dream of when you first come up with your idea. But again, it's, are you committed? Um, does someone have to hold you accountable? Or do you hold yourself accountable? And that's what we mean by being committed to your purpose and your why. You have to be true to you. And if the why doesn't match who you are, then you won't stay there long enough to even see the results of the success. Uh, all day long, that why is the driver. It's, it's the fuel, right? Absolutely. I just had, um, I brought somebody on board on my team yesterday and she said, I love this because, and she has her own business. She's looking for some interim cash flow. And uh, she said, I love this because I don't have to think about everything. I just have this to do. And I could deliver this all day long, no problem. But it takes all the ease off. I don't have to think about setting up a business entity, getting a website, emails, all that stuff. She said, it's, it's simple. I just do this. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and she appreciates the fact that she doesn't have to do all that other stuff. So we manage much. <laughs> that should yes, be a motto. We manage much. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not doing it, you're still managing it. <laughs> we That's manage correct. much. We okay. Manage. <laughs> That's good. I got to get that in my quotables. Um, <laughs> next tip. If you don't believe in what you're offering... Neither will anyone else. Fact. Oh my gosh. Go Fact. for it. Oh, it. It takes me back to the snake oil salesman, right? This, this um, <laughs> representation of that meme in your mind of what they look like. And that's a person who sells you. They're not selling you the product. They're selling you that they believe in the product. Think about that. They're not selling you the product. They're selling you on that they believe in it. They, they, they put on this impostural suit or this mask to say, oh, I believe in this wholehearted. I, I'm not just a, I'm just not the creator. I'm the member of the same organization, right? So right. It, you have to believe in what you're offering. And I always look back at fitness. If you see someone teaching you fitness and they're in really good shape, they should be doing the same exercises, eating the same diet, doing the very same things they're introducing you to. Otherwise, if they're doing something different, then they're selling you what? So think about it from an expert perspective. If you're an expert and you offer services to clients, if the marketing that you're offering to your clients isn't the marketing that you're using for yourself, something's wrong. Something is very wrong. A great example of that, and you said fitness, was I worked with somebody who was training for an Ironman. She was training for Ironman. 
And then when she did hers and she did another one or two, she started training women for the Ironman. Wow. And we were, um, we worked together and we were both on a company trip because our sales were phenomenal. And um, she was eating French fries. Hmm. When we were down in Mexico, I said, wow, this is something. And she said, only when I'm on vacation do I treat myself. Mm. She said, the rest of the year, you will not see me do this. And I know that because I worked with her for almost 10 years, you know, right. and, and she was solid as the day is long with her practices. So that that is so important. She believed it. You now, back to the snake oil salesman, his enthusiasm mm -hmm. is what the magnet was, right? That is correct. That's yeah, correct. and optimism. Yeah, Maggie, to your point, I was on a conversation yesterday with a very interesting um, gentleman. He runs an uh, organization called First Class Business. Um, and he said, what's contagious is your energy, Carl. That's what's contagious. And he says, so I automatically know that, number one, you're following your own recipe, and two, it's part of your purpose and your why. See, those two go together. They do. If you believe, if you believe in what you're doing, then it becomes part of your purpose, and your purpose becomes effectuous. And people will listen to that. People will listen to you all day if they know you believe in what you're saying. But if you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, <laughs> then neither will it, no will no one listen to you then at that point. Right. And they can't hear you because there's nothing worth hearing. Right. So right. I, I love that. It is a contagion. You know, we always think of contagions as something negative. Well, that's not true. That's Positivity, right. belief, assurance, confidence is all a contagion as well. So bravo. I love these two points. Ready for number three? Let's go. Ah, build it for your business not for you. So I know what the it is, but let's make sure everyone else knows what your build it for your audience is. Right. When you build it for your audience, I'm, regard, I'm referring to the product, the service, whatever it is that you're wanting to offer to a market, you have to build it for your market, for the audience, not for you. Um, th this was something that I ran into when I was building you know, our program and our company. Um, when I started building, I'm not a programmer in no way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew after 18,000 hours of research what needed to be there. But I was definitely not the designer or the programmer. Right. And so as I laid it out, I was laying it out as in what makes sense for me? How would I use it? And quickly as experts, I was smart enough to bring experts to my team, which I talked about in another part of the podcast. But when you bring experts to your team, they start realizing, number one, identifying your audience, who your target audience is, and then what do they like? How do they reflect to the color green? How do they reflect to this particular word? What does sustainability mean to them? It may have a meaning to me that I go, oh, I get it. But if they don't get it, what's the point, right? So we, we have to think about our audience, which is why marketing is so, it's not a simple thing. 
it is probably mm -hmm. the most important component of any organization because it has to communicate to the audience by translating the product or service that was created by some engineer or founder in the background who has no idea about market, convert that message so that they accept it. Just think about it. If McDonald's came to you and started trying to sell you a hamburger, they would have told you where they bought the beef. <laughs> right? But if you have a marketing No, they're not telling us you. anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I know where they're not buying it. <laughs> but, uh, it, but to your point, Maggie, but if, if you have a marketing company doing that, the marketing company is going to talk to the audience. Right. Right. Th this is really important. And uh, with my other business, uh, I have a partner in that business. And we had a conversation because she she said, well, this is fine because blah, blah, blah. I said, no, it's not. It works for you because you're way advanced in what we're helping our community learn. I said, so you got to stick right. back to the basics. And, and I think that's a beautiful uh, reminder for everybody is like, don't build it for you, build it for them. They're waiting for you to build it. So build it That's for them. That's right. Love, love that. And, you know, your next tip is about branding and you started just touching on that a tiny little bit and build it for them. So brand yourself, tell your story. Colors and fonts do matter, but in the end, the people do business with people they know like trust. This is not a new concept, but Absolutely. it is a true concept. And people lose sight of this all the time. So business owners, listen to what he has to say here. Oh my gosh, Maggie, you're so dead on. This is not anything new. When One of the first things I ran into when I was building our company was branding myself. I wanted <laughs> to hide. I wanted to lock the doors. I wanted to go under the table. Don't ever represent my story. Don't show a picture of me. I'm the creator. I want to be, you know, Wizard of Oz. I want to be the wizard behind the curtain. You never see me. I'm the great and powerful odds. Yes, right? yes. And, and you never get to see me because I'm going to be a billionaire and I don't want anyone to ever know who I am because I don't want to lose my life. I want to go into McDonald's and eat a fake burger. Whenever I'm ready oh, to eat a Oh, smack. Um, and that's, so, that's an opinion of Carl's. That's an opinion of Carl's. <laughs> um, but in, in, in light of that, I realized, or, or really, I didn't realize I was told by people like yourself, Maggie, you were one of the same people who said this to me, you got to brand yourself. Um, you know, the CEO of you brand, Masha Pavlova said the same thing. You got to brand yourself. Keisha King Brown works with, uh, now works with me, CEO. All of these individuals saying, you got to <laughs> brand yourself. You got to brand yourself. Tell your story. And you did that in our last episode. I did. And now I've been ordered by my executive team to focus on telling my story over and over and over and over again. Yay. Because to your point, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Um, very rarely we do business with a business. Right. Even when we, even when we think we are, we communicate with people. And I think one of the things that keeps technology at bay, we don't ever have to worry about the Terminator mentality, is that <laughs> we want to talk to humans, which is why avatars on chatbots have a representation that appears to be human. And it's because right. we, we want to talk to humans. 
because we think by talking to a human, they can empathize with whatever we're going through and solve our problem faster. Yes. We can determine if we like them on the phone call very quickly, if they're paying attention to us, if they're listening to us, and if they're intelligent enough to provide us with the solution, right? And if we don't see that, the first thing we say is connect me to a supervisor. Right. right? So, so you're talking about being relatable and relevant, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So that deliver. Now, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, I was under the false impression when I started hearing, you got a brand, you got to fix your branding, you got to fix your branding. I was under this false impression that, okay, I need better color palette on my website. I need better, a new font because the font isn't right. Oh, my images need to look a certain way. Yeah, all of that matters. It needs to be very professional. But again, go back to my previous point. You have to build that for your audience. Mm -hmm. It's what your audience wants to see. And it right. has to reflect both your why, your purpose, and your audience. Wow. That's it, Maggie. All of those nuggets tie together. Mm -hmm. All of them. They're none of them are in a silo. They all work together, to your point. Okay, cool. So let's, let's uh, hit pause there and go to the next one, which your next tip to succeed is master your one-page business plan. Everything else is extra, right? That is right. Okay. So oh I don't think a lot of people know that it's even possible to have a one-page business plan. So talk to us a little bit. Oh, my gosh. The one-page business plan. Um, it is the most valuable tool I've added to my organization. The single most valuable tool I've added to my organization. And here's why. When we think about a business plan, we think about this elaborate book of who the company is, what we want it to be, where is it going to go, what is the marketing strategy, what is the intelligence behind the marketing process, what's the pricing, competition, what's the <laughs> market analysis, da da, yep. da 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 da. The truth is, all of those are data points. So if you just get to the data point, and forget all of the hoopla, rather than writing a 10-page, 5-page, 50-page, 100-page, 3-year, 5-year, 10-year business plan, your business should be agile. So if your business is going to be agile, your business should be hmm, very um, hmm, agile. Succinct. You to, <laughs> yeah, you should be able to disconnect it from one plug and plugging it into another. Right. Um, let's just think about it this way. Think of your business like a TV. Your business plan should be like a TV. Now, you can either walk around with a 65-inch television in the back of your car <laughs> and plug it in every time you want to watch something, or you can pull out that smartphone in your pocket and watch whatever you want. The question is, which one do you prefer? Now, you could write this elaborate 65-page plan, or you can have this one plan that has all of the data that every week you look at it. When there's a board meeting, when there's an executive team meeting, when you wake up on Monday morning, if you have no team and it's just you, start preparing for board meetings, start preparing for your team because you're gonna eventually build a team if you're serious about building a business. Now, if you wanna build a job, well, you go for it. You may not need all of that. But if you're building a business that's going to have a nationally recognized brand 
or bigger, you should wake up on Monday and read your one-page business plan. Oh, I want to I want to add something to that because all the clients that I work with, I say every day you read that because it anchors mm. you and it guides you. And it, it's it's that important. You are spot on. The other thing that's important about that, you're using the term agile and it does need to be agile. When I started sharing this idea 15 years ago, I said it's a living document. Absolutely. And that, even if you have the longer business plan, pe- most people put it up on their shelf because they got their financial approval and they never look at it again. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a living document. That's your guide. It's a longer guide, much longer guide than what you're talking about because every day you don't need to read that full thing. You just need to go to your one page because it tickles your memory and all that other stuff. Absolutely. So, so keep it as a living document and live with it. Good. That's correct. Yeah, this is you know, good. You know, Maggie, to your point, there are many companies out there. Um, the, Covey, the Covey Institute actually has different dashboards. And what most people don't realize that the metrics on these dashboards are from the one-page business plan. And basically they're saying, if you know what your metrics are, then you should monitor your metrics. Mm -hmm. If you know who your target audience is, you should revisit that every day to make sure that you are in fact in line with your target audience, right? And if your audience is changing, you should change the data in your plan to adjust accordingly so that you can meet the metrics that you set out in your market. Opportunities happen, threats happen. These are happening in the market every day, making those adjustments to your SWAT every day. Don't start right? talking SWAT. I'm going to get I'm too sorry. excited. <laughs> but to your point, Maggie, I think that everyone should do it every day. But when I'm talking to clients, I say do it at least once a week, do it yeah. every Monday. I, I agree. And, and if with they could do it every day, more power to you, please. It doesn't do take long, especially oh, no. if you're in there every day, because it's just like, oh yeah, that's what I need to focus on. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, da 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 da. And I'll I'll share a bonus to your tip. Awesome. Once once you do your one page for your business plan, do a one page for your marketing plan. Hmm. 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 That's all I'm I saying. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <Mic> yeah. <drop. laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next tip. To succeed, you say, isolate an hour every day to work on your business's core, not just the fun stuff. And oh, you're singing to my heart right now. (laughs) Get away from the feel good, get to the core. So tell me a little bit about that so um, our listeners can really dial this in because it is that important every day. Um, as entrepreneurs, we acclimate toward the things that are fun. We, we acclimate to the things that we know how to do very well. Um, Why? We because the, business is so serious. <laughs> right, right. We live in the things that we know. And my partner says all the time, we know what we know and we double down on, we double down on it so we don't have to deal with what we don't know. And so it is such a truth. We, we tend to run from the things we don't know. But the things that we don't know many times are the cores of our business. Interesting conversation. Um, Had a conversation with a, I'm going to put a quote around this and call them an expert or a professional. Um, Their business is helping companies register as limited liability companies. And we were having a conversation and I mentioned to this individual um, that 
one of the business clients that I was assisting had asked if they should do an S corporation. Um, and I kind of giggled while I was telling him the story. I was like, yeah, he asked about an S corporation and I laughed thinking, thinking he's the expert in the room. He knows what I'm going to say next. And he goes, well, Carl, what's so funny about that? And I said, S corporations aren't entities. They're tax classifications. And he went, no, they're not. And I realized at that very moment, he wasn't an expert. That you, you knew more. I knew more than he did. And it's because he, he's not, and, 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 and I know he's listening to this and I'm not hating on you, bro. I just want to <laughs> say, if we don't isolate an hour a day in our business, and really focus down on those things. And we just do the stuff that we know. We tend to miss the important pieces. And so we tend to find ourselves chasing sales, chasing marketing, designing web pages, creating fun content, going out and meeting people and telling them our story and having these elaborate conversations that are fun to do. I'm going to lunch and I'm meeting clients and I'm making sales. But the infrastructure of our business is dwindling. We yes. don't have a board of directors. And then when someone says that, you go, well, I'm a small business. I don't need a board of directors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so, my comment. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when we do the hour every day, Maggie, it just goes back to the same thing you were saying. To, to your point, an hour a day, spend that hour a day, look at your business plan. Spend that hour a day, look at your marketing plan. Look at the core things in your business. Look at the metrics and where they're falling short. And then you will see how you can improve your business. Fix those things and then move on. Uh, if you owned a house and there was a leak under the ground and you knew your water bill was going up, at what point do you start digging to find the water leak? Or do you just keep going on like it doesn't exist? Because <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> you have to pick one. Right, you do. And, and this is really important. Um, Mark Twain said eat eat that big ugly frog first thing in the morning what he's saying is pick the thing that's going to challenge you the most and get it done save the fun stuff that you love and all that towards the end of the day let that be your reward it's really simple if you don't want to do it the clue is that's probably exactly what you should be doing to oh grow gosh. your business wow Wow. So, so amazing. So well said. And even to add to that, Maggie, to grow your business and to grow yourself. Because yeah. if individual doesn't grow as an entrepreneur, growing the business is next to impossible. Mm. Unless you have a team who's going to kick you out of the sandbox. Right, right. And, and that's why our four performance pillars are profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace. You, the small business owner, actually fall under two of those categories. One is people and the other one is peace because That's it's right. all about you. So it's, it's really important. I love what you're saying. Isolate an hour every day to do the work at your business's right. core, the business stuff that isn't fun and sexy, but it will deliver you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love asking this question. I asked you this last time, but not in the, in the recording. How would your business look today if you could have a magic wand and wave it, 
Ooh. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, number one, I'm going to do the LLC pass-through thing. I'm going to pit that question to the audience. And wherever you're watching this, I want you to respond. I want you to go back to uh, brilliantbizbook.com. Uh, I want you to go to the app. I want you to go in there. And I want to drop, I want to hear what you have to say about what you would do if your business had a magic wand. But Maggie's not going to let me get away without answering that. So I'm going to mm -hmm. answer that. Right. How would because you guide, you, you know, the, the truth is you guide small business owners to move through all of their roadblocks, right? So they can Correct. become uh, a $250,000 plus business. So hearing what you would do with that magic wand, I think will add value. But right. I like the point oh. of go to the app, which we'll give again, and put down your answer. So yeah, cool. Let's rock. Yeah. So today, if I had a magic wand, how would my business look? Number one, I wouldn't be in the CEO seat. <laughs> um, I would be in my genius. I would, I would be, I would probably, I would, mm, not probably, I would build a think tank around me because my, my genius is in creativity of solutions. And so I would want a direct feed of business issues coming into my think tank so I can solve problems for business owners or provide easier ways for them to get the answers so that they can get rid of the 3 a.m. stress in the morning. Cool. So that's sort of like being a general contractor and having all the subcontractors do all the work, presenting all the issues, and you're saying, oh, because you are a solution provider, right? Absolutely. I would be a Google for business solutions. Google for business. I would be a, I would be a Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> for, for small businesses. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. You say, how, would, how would that look? Um, that would look like Carlton on your phone. Press a button on your phone. Here's my problem. And you would state the problem and the world. And when you state your problem, it would ask you a question. It would know that you, this is the right question that you should be. Cause many, uh, I, wow, Maggie, I want to kind of slow down a little bit. Many times, <laughs> we, many times we ask questions and they're good questions, but they're the wrong question. It's the right question at the wrong time. So if we ask the right questions at the right time, then we can get an answer that can help us. But if we ask the right question at the wrong time, the answer can hurt us. So if there was a way to make it so where people ask the question and it could determine whether or not it was the right question. Wait a minute, I'm talking about code five. Let me stop. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll back that up. Somebody sent me an update, not a client of mine, just said, hey, just want you to know where I'm at. And they told me where they were at. And I said, great, but remember this, here's the caution for where you're at right now. And I gave them the caution. I said, so keep that in mind when you're doing this. So he was, he was moving somewhere and he was moving into a new space with old thinking. Mm. Okay. And, and it wasn't going to get him where he really wanted to go long-term. So I, you know, I shared some wisdom with him and, and helped him refocus that a little bit as to, you know, what is relevant right now. 
Right. And as you're gathering that data from the marketplace you're in, this is how you need to uh, delineate what that data is telling you. Right. And because he thought he had it all figured out. He was just like, yep, here it is. And it's, it's all one big uh, net that is awesome. It's like, mm, no, not necessarily. So, right. you know, th- that's similar to what you're saying. You know, if, if he knew the right question to ask with what he wanted to do for the next step, he would have had much better results. So Absolutely. he didn't ask me, but I still told him. <laughs> Maggie, you're my magic wand. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I was the magic wand. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And and I love that. And we're actually going to talk in a couple minutes about a way that people can do that. Ask Carlton. So I love this. Okay, business owners. We're, we're telling them that they don't want to fail forward. What they truly want to do is fall forward, right? Right. So business owners, ask yourself the question, how would your business look today if you had a magic wand? So what, are, what is your take on that as we wrap all this up? Right, absolutely. I think that's a, you know, Maggie, again, that's a powerful question. Um, tomorrow when I read my business plan, I'll answer differently mm-hmm. um, uh, because I commit to that hour. I commit to telling my story. I commit to building it for the audience. Um, I believe in my offer. I eat my own dog food. Um, <laughs> I know what my purpose and why is. You can hear it in me. Um, and and I'm really interested to hear what the audience has to say about their magic wand, how that magic wand would work for them and what they see the outcome is in their business. And Maggie, this is always fun. And and I just love talking with you. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, what I didn't know was that you were my magic wand. But so anyway, <laughs> I'll just have to explain that later. <laughs> yeah, I think a couple people are starting to figure that out over time. So <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, that's a sort of a fun one to take on. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So we're going to come back to this because there is a way that um, all of our listeners can reach out you directly and answer that question. How would your business look today if you had a magic wand, right? Which I guess really should be my question. I'm asking everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we can tag team on that. Let's do it. All right. You know, Carlton, I wish we could go on. We went long. We went pretty long on this one, but it was powerful. And I think it delivered a very beautiful wrap up for your whole mini series here. You have five other episodes where you're sequentially building knowledge to share. And it's not just concepts. You're practical and tactical. It's like apply this. So I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that and check our show notes because my gosh, we have them there for you. Okay, you can see all the episodes. We list them every time. Start at the first one and and just dial through again. And I would invite you to sit down and take some notes because there's some really cool golden nuggets all over the place. You don't drop wisdom bombs. You drop golden nuggets. (laughs) Thank you, Maggie. (laughs) Well, thank you. And, And listeners. This is how you can learn more and engage with our number one international and best-selling business author, Carlton Hoskins. 
start by reading chapter eight in volume five of the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Now you can get that anywhere and everywhere. Oh my gosh, you can. Um, And the volume five is the one with the vibrant turquoise colored cover. I got to say that slowly, turquoise (laughs) colored cover. (laughs) And, and Carlton did something really cool. He, he wrote a great chapter and it's, it's a beautiful guide. It gets you thinking. Then he has a fabulous glossary to Mm. explain his terms. And then at the end of his chapter, right after the glossary, there's an author page and a business page. And on the author page, it says all sorts of cool stuff about you, the business page, all sorts of cool stuff about the business. But at the bottom of your author's page, you have a special invitation. And I think that's what we started with and now we're going to wrap up with. (laughs) So for business owners who truly want to fall forward and not fail forward, what can they begin doing today, Carlton? Awesome. Thank you, Maggie. The, the, The first thing business owners should do is find out which life cycle stage their business is in. Okay. Um, I know there are several models of life cycle stages in the marketplace, but in reality, those life cycle stages are missing the action steps within mm-hmm. each life cycle stage to grow from one stage to the next. Think about it like school. Um, there's no clear checklist in the current models of life cycle stage. So I encourage the listeners to go take a business assessment at pillar5.com. There's no credit card required. Get 30 days access for listening to the program. And find out exactly where your business is and the next action steps to take so that they can avoid the unnecessary pitfalls. Mm. Um, as business owners, we all hit roadblocks. It, it, me too, I hit roadblocks every day. Right um, here? We stumble. That's right. We stumble, we fall. But the fact of the matter is, we didn't fail. We, f- we fell. So we could get up and we can keep going. And failure is not required. Yeah, yeah. Please remember, fail and fall, only one letter difference, but a world of difference in your world. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Then remember just a second ago, Carlton posed a question to you. We said we have a way that they can answer. Here it is. We have an app dedicated to the book series, as well as all the authors. And if you go to your app store, you just download the free Brilliant Biz, B-I-Z, book. Again, Brilliant Biz book app. And once you're there, I would like for you to, well, there's all sorts of really cool things. You can see we have all Mm -hmm. of our podcast episodes there. So you can go back and listen to all of these um, that we were talking about. You also, we have a community page there, which is like a social media wall, as well as we have a feature called Ask an Expert. I'd like for you to click on that and find Carlton Hoskins' name. Once you click on that, it opens up just like an email. Go ahead and say, hey, listen to your tips to succeed. And here's my answer on how my business would look if I had a magic wand. And it'll go right to his inbox and he'll reply back to you via email. Pretty, pretty cool, isn't that? That's super awesome. And I look forward to the responses on the magic wands. I'm really curious of what our listeners have to say. I know. I 
I hope they take us up on that because that's sort of fun to play with, right? And Absolutely. they're, they're going to have direct access to you and you'll probably drop a wisdom bomb or two with whatever they of say. Course. Of course. <laughs> okay. So everyone, uh, there, besides this episode, Carlton has five other episodes in our mini series here. And the first one is 208, episode 208. And you'll, you'll get that. It'll move forward. Um, and Carlton, as always, I want to thank you for your time, your great chapter to really help small businesses understand what they're doing and what they're not doing and what they could be doing that'll get them where they want to go. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been All pleasure. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fun. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next time.